The following program has been pre-recorded and is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage LLC. Member FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory Services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, the, the jewel uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the infraction. All right. God save the queen, man. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys Radio Program. Artie, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein, and Glenn Wiggle in today. A lot to get to. Uh, I, I hate to say it, boys, but it feels at times uh, America is falling and, and it's crumbling as we used to know it here. Uh, we're going to talk about foreign policy and losing F-35s today. We're going to talk <laughs> about the border crisis being uh, our, our southern border being wide open for anybody to come through. January 6th, the government can't can't actually answer the question, how many feds were in attendance that day? Uh, Merrick Garland this week ran away from that question. They had to do an audit. They, they, they an had audit. to yeah. do an audit yeah, for sure. the confidential informants that were on the grounds on January 6th. Yeah, yeah we lost track of them, the, yeah. like, like an aircraft, too. Well, in his hearing, <laughs> though, I, I do want to talk about the House Judiciary Committee hearing this week because, Ron, he actually now is saying he doesn't know if there were any there that day. Not just how many. He doesn't know if there were any there that day this year, uh, or this week. He said that. So, a lot to get to. I do think we should start, though, guys, with losing an F-35. It seems like kind of a big deal. Losing a plane that costs $80 million. And, by the way, traveling in two planes, Glenn. There's one on the left, one on the right. The one decides to, the guy decides to jump out now they're saying due to bad weather. Yeah, that happens a lot. You know, because normally... It's a good thing it doesn't, because how many times have you guys flown through a thunderstorm? Could you imagine the pilot just, I'm out! Yeah. <laughs> the pilot just it's hops kidding. out of the cabin like, yeah. all right, uh, yeah, the it's only like thing- an airplane. I don't think we got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> coming to save the day. Yeah. The only thing that's worse than, than losing the airplane is this absolute joke of a lie about what happened. And it's, it's an obvious lie. Nobody believes that it was bad weather. Nobody believes that our brave service members are going to eject because of a thunderstorm. I mean, let's be honest. Most likely, this thing was probably hacked. I mean, I have no knowledge of that. I have no data, no insider information or anything like that. But, but this is critical thinking that you're using here because we <laughs> are vulnerable to cyber attacks. Well, it's- right. Let's see. We've had our our our, uh, our pipelines been hacked. I mean, you know. Vegas uh, is hacked right Vegas now. Vegas is hacked right now. <laughs> the I mean, IRS. Yes. Right, the IRS. I mean, it's not out of the question. I, I mean, I think what's more likely, bad weather? I mean, if bad weather truly is the issue, boy, we're in real trouble. I mean, if that's, you know, that but just that's why we got to address a climate calamity. That's what we got to well, do. And that's why I got 20,000 new brown shirts. I mean, green shirts that are going to be out there now, you know, pushing this new uh, green agenda. Which, by the way, themselves at the pavement, interrupting sure. sporting events. I, yeah. I, I just hope they come to our office. I, no, they won't. They won't. <laughs> they won't. But they will block traffic. And I got to be honest with you. I don't understand. Like, I saw the Burning Man thing, right? You got what, like 10,000 cars and like, 
eight protesters. Now, I don't know about you. You're a pretty, you know, solid guy, Ron. I, you know, Mike, you're a tall guy. I'm old and fat, but let's be honest here. I'm not solid either, Glenn. Well, but, that's okay. yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, but you can be wily, Glenn. That's a sleeper. If but we're talking see- about good old American hand-to-hand combat, well, I'm, I'm just not going like, to sleep on that. But don't you get, like, don't you go down the car line and, like, find a dozen other guys and say, listen, guys, let's just go move the barriers and get these clowns out of the way and put an end to this right now. And you go, one or two guys I saw trying to pull the stuff out of the way. But I'm telling you, this is it's going to get to a point where there is going to be 12 or more guys, except they're not just going to move stuff out of the way. They're going to bury those clowns somewhere in the desert, yeah, they're and gonna no one's the ever going to see them again. Them. And, and it's, this is, nobody wants this stuff. Nobody wants to be inconvenienced going to work. Nobody, look at, fact of the matter is, you know, these climate nut jobs, are they have not even a clue what they're talking about. You just backed up traffic that's sitting idling in the desert for hours and hours. Like, that can't be good for the environment, you clowns. We're protesting bottled water. Bottled water? Like, honest to God, of all the things to protest, like, we, there are legitimate things to protest. I mean, as far as the climate goes, I don't know, maybe like China dumping stuff into the, into the rivers. Like, that'd be a legitimate thing as a climate person Two to protest. Two coal plants think. get permitted every <laughs> week in China. Right? Two. But we can't we can't use coal. <laughs> no. But China can. But wouldn't that China's be so nuclear? We but can't if, do that either. But if you're a climate activist, like if you're a person who is legitimately concerned about the climate, don't you protest things that are that are legitimately hurting the climate? The fact is is that these aren't legitimate protesters. They're paid agitators. Paid. Paid is the key. These aren't volunteers. These aren't people doing it out of the goodness of their heart. These people were paid by the Patagonia Air, right? They, we know exactly who they were paid by. They were paid by big leftists, right? They're on the payroll, and these the organizations think they're going to be doing good by paying these people to go out and, and, and basically disrupt a civilization, like society. Like, it's it's going to come to a point where, you know, you're going to put somebody in danger and somebody's going to, you know, God forbid, dies from heat in that, you know, that crazy line in the desert because somebody's worried about bottled water. It's just, we're getting out of control in this country. When you talk about, you know, losing our country, it's it, we're losing it on so many levels. It's just frightening to me. And, go ahead. No, I was going to say, well, I think the, what you see now is everything's fear-based, no matter what, like, and it really, it's it's obviously generational, but over the last four or five years, the fear of COVID, you're going to kill your grandparents, stay six feet away, six feet, one inches, everything is kosher, five <laughs> feet, 11 inches, we're all going to die. And the same thing now with these climate predictions, that nothing has ever, A, come true, B, when data cannot, or the experiment cannot be replicated uh, that makes it invalid. And I'm not a scientist, okay? But I remember learning that in school. And then in addition, like you said, God, who's paying these people? That's, that's everything. Well, the Follow the money. Leftists. Follow the money. Yeah, leftists. Again, you can't have your air kit like that. Uh, the, the, pick, the, oh, same, the same people paying Ukraine are paying these people, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's at the end of the day with the problem. And that's what I was going to say. Glenn, to your point about the you know the, the, a country falling, we're more concerned about Ukraine falling than us. I mean, record suicides, record overdoses, record crime. Wait a minute. Wait, there's no money laundering that involves addressing that, Mike. R- of course. But, that, but that's exactly right. it. Is you, right. got, you got the comedian out here in New York City rattling his tin cup looking for more money. He's in D.C. too. Yeah, in D.C. next too. You're getting your you-know-what kicked. You're not going to win. 
period. Just and, and this is where and I love how Poland so, stepped up and said, "We're done arming you." Right. Every sanction that these morons, hey, this worked out model UN. This is where, you know, we we really put it into this country. This will really stick it to Putin. Russia has prospered like never before. The the other thing too I was reading a real good article that was saying the amount of shells that we're able to produce on a monthly basis, it's like 17,000. Russia's capability is 222,000. We talk shells like like rounds. Yeah, for, well, it's because for we the shut military. down all of our plants. I mean, we you know, well, we, not, but that's what I mean. We, we sold so, our last lead melt uh, smelting uh, facility to the to mm-hmm. the Chinese for God's sakes. I mean, we, don't, we can't th- do that. This anymore. is where you look at what could come next on a global scale. You think that uh, you know going to war with China over Taiwan, whatever it may be, when you just give this hobo everything that you have, mm-hmm. and wh- what are you going to do? You gonna show them how diverse you are? We got four-star trainee generals, and we've got this, you know, woke battalion over here. The way they are softening up America, yep. they're gonna get out on a battlefield for the people that are serving. And I'm not talking about the brave ones that are doing it. It's the ones that are like, yeah, where's well, the, the, the leaders of the problem? We're, yeah, but that, the, that's the scary too. part. Is the people like, like what are like we Millie? gonna do? There's, yeah, right. there's no Starbucks here. Where I don't have Wi-Fi. How can I see what's going on Instagram? That's where we're at. Here's the and thing with like, Ukraine. We're talking about Ukraine. You're talking about saving democracy, right? We have to save democracy by suspending the elections there? I mean, I, I, explain that to me. Explain how you're saving democracy by jailing your political opponents and suspending the elections. Because that's what they've done in Ukraine. For those mm-hmm. that are unaware, the Ukraine elections are now postponed because they can't possibly have them during a you know wartime. But we had it during COVID. I mean, you could do it during then. The fact of the matter is that Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. It doesn't mean there's not really good people in Ukraine. There are. And it's sad that they're being manipulated the way they are. But Ukraine is not a bunch of Boy Scouts, folks. Ukraine has been the source of a political football back and forth for who's going to be the one who's going to control the corrupt government. Russians controlled it for a long time. Then we controlled it for a long time. But the government there is still corrupt. So make no mistake, we're not talking about the Netherlands here. We're not talking about protecting Canada here, okay? We're not talking about <laughs> Ireland, okay? We're talking about the corrupt country of the Ukraine. It is. It has always been one of the most corrupt countries on the planet. It doesn't mean I'm not saying we don't defend them. What I'm saying is, is that we look at them and we're treating them like it's Canada, and it's not. This is the same country that Joe Biden claims that he got a prosecutor fired because well, he I got didn't that want audio. to. Yeah, yeah, that, I got some great audio. We'll, we'll come back yep. in the other break with the, the break yep. with it. But I got some great audio from congressional testimony that just lays it right out there, and it's just yep. perfect. So, but there'll be nobody held accountable. No, God, no, no. Right, Did you see Garland useless. this week? Garland was having public a, a, he, just, he he just got away with saying I, I'm not going to answer that question all day. Um, folks, if you just throughout the week eight three three Finn guys, don't forget about our three podcasts. Speaking of these topics, I did interview David Bellavia this week, and we got. Got to talk a lot about the the disaster on the foreign policy and the Biden administration has been now for three years. So uh, catch that this week. Mike and Glenn also interviewed a student loan advocate. Uh, that was a good interview, Glenn. You can maybe pitch that after the break. That was yep. a great interview you and Mike did. Yep. And then Mike Hayflick and I as well did a podcast this week. Don't forget about our morning show, 8.15 on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. That broadcast through the app and on Rumble. And download our app, the Financial Guys app, on your Android store, on your Apple store store wherever you get your apps download the financial guys and you will have us 24 7 all day long folks we will be right back after this short commercial break as i uh, 
affirmed to Prime Minister Netanyahu yesterday, America's commitment to Israel is firm. That man is dead. He is deceased. It is Weekend at Bernie's. All righty. Happy Saturday here at the Financial Guys on the Financial Guys radio show. Mike Sparaza. I almost said Mike Lomas, Ron. You are Ron Reinstein, not Mike Lomas. <laughs> and Glenn Wiggle live today here. Well, you never know these days, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, you never know. Or we'll start calling you Rhonda. Rhonda Reinstein. Ooh, you never I like about that. that either. Um, <laughs> we have a special guest on the line with us right now from our Rochester office, Phil Provenzano. Phil, it is almost Medicare season, my friend. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. We are good. So tell us a little bit about what are we? We're less than a month away now, right? October 15th is the day? Yep. October 15th to December 7th. That's when uh, the government gives all these, you know, the baby boomers the opportunity to, to at least review their plans. So yeah, we got about, you know, a couple months and uh, we're coming up on that time, October 15th. What what's new this year? I don't know if you can talk about too much, Phil. But what what is new this year? What are people looking at? Are they going to see different copays, different rates, different uh, plans? What 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 are they looking forward to this year? Yeah, so that's good. So well, first of all, they they prohibit us from even mentioning the word before October first, which again ridiculous. But that's neither here nor there. But I will say, um, no, there are changes. I mean, you know, and I, I I know I say this every year, but but again, there are changes every year. So, um, you know, there's definitely changes to the individual plans um, because of competition. We're seeing more companies trying to compete with the local plans like the Blue Crosses, like the Excellus plans here in Rochester. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different changes. You know, there's the dental, there's vision. Everybody keeps hearing these, these I want money back in my Part B, you know, refunds. Um, and then not only that, there's a lot of changes with the prescription drugs, um, with the Inflation Reduction Act, all those things are changing. So, you know, these individuals, they got to realize they can't know everything. Um, you know, Google doesn't work for everything and for everyone. So utilize us and we'll be able to point you in the right direction for all those changes. Phil, are you guys already filling up? Because I know it feels like we have all this time. It's a couple months and, you know, it's, it's only September right now, but we have two, three months to go here. I, I know you guys fill up fast. Should people be be looking at this stuff and getting scheduled early just in case they have to make certain decisions? A hundred percent. I mean, as of right now, um, I had a, I had a personal client that I've had for, for years and years and years. They called. I, I mean, I, I had to look through, you know, a month ahead um, just to get her in. So, yes, we are booking up like crazy. Um, and really, the, the main reason why we're booking up so fast and so early, and listen, I don't care if this sounds conceited or, or a chip on our shoulder. We're good at what we do. Um, so people appreciate that. And, and, and they want to get the services, and they want to get the services that we offer. So, yes, we are booking up super fast. Um, definitely get in. It's a 15-minute phone call, Zoom, or in-person meeting. It literally will take you you know, you could probably drive to the office with the amount of time that you're going to, you know, have for this conversation. And Phil, I know what I do on home and auto side, things auto renew year to year, and you're able to essentially stay with the same plan that you're with. If, if you don't do anything or you don't make a, you know, a change in your plan, is that how Medicare is? Or do you actually have to sign up every year? Cause I guess my question when I'm getting it is what happens if people miss the deadline? No, very similar. So you, you are, you are auto enrolled in the exact same plan that you're in if there's no changes. Um, but, but again, and, and I know that you can probably attest to this too, Mike, that process, even though it's a safety net for people, 
it's not always the benefit to the client. Uh, I had a client yesterday, literally this just happened. He has been on the exact same independent health plan for the last 15 years. He literally didn't even know there were other options for him. Mm. He, he just, he's like, I don't know. I just assumed I was on the same plan when I turned 65 and I didn't have to do anything. He's technically correct, but that means that he has not reviewed his coverage for a decade. And, and, and yes, because it auto renews, he didn't even think anything of it. But fortunately, we were able to help him out, point him in the right direction, and at least give him some other options. Folks, that is Phil Provenzano from our office. I think you said it perfectly, Phil. It takes 15, 20 minutes. It's worth a look no matter what. I know you guys do the same thing we do in my department of saying sometimes, hey, you're in a great spot, stay where you are, or hey, you know, you're paying way too much or you don't have the right prescription plans, you don't have the right plan, period. Uh, it's a 15 to 20 minute thing, and, and you said it right. You got a great team with you, Brian Faraci, Chris Moody, Brian Janik, the, the whole group over there is fantastic. So it is worth a call. 833 Finn Guys to get get in touch with Phil. If you're out in Rochester, Phil is your guy. Again, 833-FIN-GUYS. Thanks, Phil. All right, guys. Thank you. All righty. So, Glenn, I wanted to go back. You said you had some clips there. Oh, I'm, I'm still talking on the phone. So, um, I know you have some clips there, Glenn, um, of the – this is the Senate – or the, the uh, Judiciary Committee here? Is that what the clips you're looking at? I think so. I've got a bunch okay. of clips here. Let me pull them up real quick. I've got uh, – let's see here. Uh, here we go. Okay. Um, well, this is the Green Army one. Elon Musk, Democrat. Kathy Hochul. Uh, Portnoy. Did you hear the Portnoy <laughs> clip where he called to watch the votes for? <laughs> yes, I tell you what. Yes, not to get yeah. off on a tangent. <laughs> yes, that was what great. a bunch of sleaze bags. I mean, if yeah. you haven't heard, go to our Twitter feed at yeah. Finn Guys. I posted it. Portnoy's posted it as well. So you know, go to the go to uh, his, his you know his social media too. But I mean, unbelievable. So basically, David Portnoy is obviously been a huge proponent of small businesses. He's raised fifty million dollars. I don't listen. I don't agree with him on a lot of political things, but you know, I agree. With with them on you know helping small businesses, right? I mean, he raised a lot of money. He's done a lot of good things. The Washington Post reporter Emily something or other sent out a, a email to the supporters of the pizza fest that they're having, saying, "Would you like to comment on the fact that you're basically supporting a misogynist? Uh, you know, somebody's had a lot of problems or whatever." However, they, they phrased it. But just disgustingly outrageous. And at nine minutes in, as he's because he's talking to this WAPO reporter, Emily, um, you know, she basically goes, "Well, these are the kind of tactics that we now use in journalism." They elicit a response. Oh, so you bash somebody, you know, unfairly with their sponsors of a positive event. This is where the media is in this country now. They're useless. They're liars, and they're disgustingly despicable when they do stuff like this. When you set up a good person. Look at, for, and and he called it right out. I mean, it's it's awesome. Maybe I should play a little clip. He's fan, he's it's fan, awesome. And, I mean, it's and, really and, awesome. And before you play that clip, then we got about two minutes of the break. But but they did it to the Kirk Minahan show too. It's part of Barstool uh-huh. Sports. They did it to him too. Yep. And he called them out. He called the guy on the phone. And the guy goes, he said, "I, I want to talk about this piece that you wrote about us." And he goes, "I wrote what I wrote. and I'm not talking about it." Wait a minute. <laughs> like, right. why do you have open open session right. to, to complain and well, yell about people us? Like, and then, people like this need to start suing for slander. And that's what I it's going to take. I mean, you're going to have to start. Suing CNN and, and and Washington Post and and honestly, I mean, I, I see stuff for the financial guys out there all the time.
time calling us yeah. all kinds of things. Now, I'm not a suing type, but I got to be honest, a few of those have come really close to getting into slander and libel. And I've, I've thought about it because when you cross a line, look, it's one thing, but when you start to make stuff up and put stuff out there, it's disgusting. I mean, the stuff that some of these reporters are in the, and these uh, uh, you know news outlets are willing to do like Washington Post is really just downright dirty. There's no other because, word for it. It's just dirty. It's not a base. It's just not based on merit, what you deliver, all the above. It's how you identify. Everything is about I how you identify. Well, you can forget ne- never news. the truth. You can yeah, forget exactly. news. You can t- news is the furthest thing. I mean, the, the na- if you want news, you would be better off buying the National Enquirer than you would be actually listening and buying the Washington Post or, God forbid, the Buffalo News. I wouldn't even put the Buffalo News in the bottom of the litter box, to be honest with you. That's how useless that is. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's one thing, Glenn, as you said before we go to the break, it's one thing to call people, I don't like them, they're idiots, they're this, they're that. It's a different thing to actually make up lies about yeah, them and their businesses. That's, right. that's a totally different totally thing. Totally different thing. Right, I'll play the clip the other side of the break. I know we're out of time. So we'll, yep. we'll, I'll, yep. I'll hold this clip, I'll play the Portnoy clip, and then I'll get to the other clip of the uh, congressional testimony as well. All right, folks, again, thanks to Phil Provenzano for joining us. If you need us throughout the week, 833. Finn, guys, we will be right back here on the Financial Guys Media Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein, and Glenn Wiggle in studio today. We're going to get to the Dave Portnoy video in one second, Glenn, but I had to read you a quick Lindsey Graham tweet oh, God. Uh, from this week here. I look forward to meeting and hearing from President Zelensky about the status of the war with Russia and what his country needs to continue the fight. You can't make it up with these guys. They are they are just, they love war so much, all yep. of them. Yep. Every single one. Grifter's yep. gonna grift. <laughs> they love it. They can't get enough of it. Well, you know, guess who's getting? So here's what we're doing, right? We're going to give like twenty five million dollars to the to the uh, the IMF. The IMF is going to give that same twenty million dollars over or something like that. Twenty five million dollars for reconstruction. I might be billion actually. I might be have that. It's wrong. actually billion with a B. Sorry, thank you. Well, thank don't you, forget Ron. like BlackRock. BlackRock's but, already paling up with these guys. JP Morgan. But did you hear the Clinton's uh, initiative? Yep, they're, so, they're so coming back. So they're going to funnel that money to the Clinton uh, uh, initiative, who, are, who is then going to oversee the rebuild of Ukraine. If yeah. you think, Just like Haiti, I mean, Haiti is flourishing. Yeah, if you think... Glenn, how could you be yeah. skeptical? If you think this is about protecting democracy while they suspend elections in Ukraine, I mean, the, the, the people that are just blindly following this are just... It blows my mind, because when, you know, the people that have the, the Ukraine flags, and I'm not saying there's... I have a Ukrainian friends, one of my colleagues, Colleagues that are in New York City, Art Deleg, a great guy, is from Ukraine. I know a lot of Ukrainians, okay? So, you know, I, I, I don't want to see them lose their country. But what we're doing is not about prote- – we could win in a week if we just started a drill, baby, drill. Now, all you'd have to do is get oil and gas prices at the price at the barrel to go down below 50 or $40 a barrel, and Russia would run out of money in about a week and a half, and the war would be over. That's, that's all it would take. But we're not doing that. What are we doing? We're destroying Ukraine so Democrats and their friends can rebuild it. That's what we're doing. That's exactly what mm-hmm. we're doing. You, uh, The Clintons will walk away with hundreds. 
hundreds of millions of dollars. The person that's going to rebuild it just so happens to be a Democrat mega donor. Who would have thought? That? I here I thought the Republican mega donor would have got the contract to rebuild Ukraine. Who was I thinking? Although Lindsey, I'm sure he's getting his cut. Somebody on his family, niece, nephew, son, grandson, whatever, someone's going to end up on an energy company board, guaranteed, right next to Romney's son, right next to Kerry's son. It's maybe Hunter thing. will get back into the game, Glenn. He maybe might. Hunter's back. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Good. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. The, the fact of the matter is, is that this is the largest and biggest money laundering scam in American history. We have the biggest transfer of wealth going on, and it's, and it's, and it's not going, by the way, from the poor to the rich. It's not being distributed from the rich to the poor. It's going from all of us to the political bureaucratic class of elitists and do-nothing losers that are telling us how to, how to live our lives. The Ukraine is a scam. Again, we have to fight for democracy. Bless you. Fight for Thank de- you. <laughs> we have to fight for democracy. They just suspended the election. How does that jive together? Can somebody please use their brain out there with the Ukraine flag in their bio? You, at this point, I would be if I voted for Joe Biden, I wouldn't tell anybody. I'd be embarrassed. I'd be like, Shh, don't. Tell me. I, would, I would. I'd be scraping the bumper sticker off my car. It's sad. You know, we did that interview this week, or that that uh, that uh, yeah, that conversation regarding student debt with the uh, I can't think of his name. Good guy, by the way. Really enjoyed the conversation. Go check out the podcast if you get a chance. Here's the thing. You know, we end up agreeing on more than we disagree about. But he acknowledged. You know, we we you have to agree on the premise first, right? If you can agree on the premise of that we have a problem, we can debate how we got to the problem. But if we can agree that there is a problem, then we can get together left and right or whatever, and we can start to discuss some potential solutions. Now, you may think your solutions, you can debate the benefits of your solutions. I'll debate the benefits of my potential solutions, and then we can judge those solutions by the potential outcomes, okay? But when you talk to some leftists, they're completely unwilling to acknowledge there's a problem. Right, so we're, in this case, we're talking about college loans. Some leftists are like, "Well, college loans are an issue. You should you should pay for them all, like wipe them clean," which is completely unreasonable. Other people, you try to talk to about the border. I've had border arguments on Twitter. Right, there's no problem at the border. Oh, this is because of Trump. It's like if they're not going to even acknowledge that there's a problem at the border. How do you have a debate about solutions if they're unwilling to admit there's even a problem? Right, because they can't. It, it goes back to the identity, and this is what I identify with. And they cannot get past that. It's like, we're being these humanitarians. How dare you not let you know these third world invaders come in? I'm sorry. I'm missing the fact of there's laws in how to do this. Right. And even like with, you know, they'll they'll claim, well, they're escaping poverty and crime. Okay, let's put that one in perspective. In New York State, hell, even go to Erie County, we're top ten in crime and poverty per capita. Right. In the United States, right? What are you getting coming here? But what besides a hotel room in Amherst? In the, in the old days, Ron, we used to actually help the the people in their countries, right? In the old days, yeah. you know, a decade or more ago, we used to actually be you know put pressure on Hugo Chavez to get back to a, a, a free and fair election. We used to put sanctions and pressure on dictators to loosen up the restrictions and add more freedoms. Now we, we're not we're not doing any of that. I mean, they, the Democrats were talking about how great Venezuela was for so long. Anyway, let me play. Can I play this Portland clip? Do I have time? Do I, do I just burn the whole segment there? Sorry. No, no, no. We have, we have five minutes. All right, we're good. Go All right, let, me, let, me, let me just digress here for a second. I, I promise I'd play the Portnoy clip. Getting back to the media. And this is a problem. I'm going to tie this all together with Venezuela for a second. For, for a while, 
when there was a little bit of a media, we were hearing reports out of Ukraine, or not of Ukraine, out of Venezuela, about the fact that Venezuelans lost 19 pounds per year. They were eating their pets. They ate all the animals in the zoo. There used to be wild burrows you know, running through the, the, the countryside that they all have killed and eaten, Those are, you know, the, the wild donkeys that they have down there. Um, it's a bit of disaster. So what did the media do? They just stopped talking about it. Right. They, they just, now you ha- when was the last article, news story, or anything you've heard about Venezuela and, and their suffering? I haven't heard any. Not, not years. The media just stopped talking about it, right? Because some, somebody somewhere up in the higher up said, hey, you know, we were promoting socialism for a while, and we were pointing to Venezuela as a shining example of how good it worked. Well, that sucker just collapsed. We can't talk about this anymore. So Venezuela is now a blackout when it comes to any sort of reporting. Okay, okay, Democrat do we, leadership. Do we got a okay, I'll button? do whatever we want. Oh, I got a crickets button. Okay, we'll do whatever we want. And so you don't hear anything. You hear nothing at all uh, you know, from the media. Now what we're getting is we're getting a media that not only is, li- is lying by just simply uh, you know, not telling you things, but they're, they're you know, li- you know, lie by omission, but they're now just absolutely trying to make stuff up, right? And I don't have the crickets, apparently. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but how they make stuff up is like in this Portnoy case. Let me just play a little bit of this clip. This is Dave Portnoy calling the Washington Post reporter. Hey, Emily, this is Dave Portnoy calling. Uh, I'm recording you right now. But I've noticed a bunch of people. It seems like you're sending. We have this pizza fest happening on Saturday, and you're reaching out to our advertisers, and you're basically sending an email that says, First she denies it. Dave's a misogenic racist. Do you want to defend yourselves advertising at this event, right? I'm sorry. What's your name, Dave? I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm the guy you're writing the article about, Dave Portnoy. Oh, you're Dave Portnoy. Oh, hey, how are you? Good. Good. No, I'm not. I'm not I haven't said anything like that. Oh, well, I, I, okay. can, I can read if you want. If you want, I can read what you actually sent. I have it. Yeah, yeah, because I, I sent a bunch of notes, so I want to make sure I know which one. Okay. Uh, we are planning to write about the festival you, so and how, and how some of the sponsors and participants have drawn criticism by seemingly to associate themselves with Dave Portnoy, who has a history of misogenic comments and other problematic behavior. I want to make sure that Blank had a chance to respond to this, since the company is the most prominent and their partners of his festival. Oh, that's the one I sent to which was definitely the most pointed of them, because... I really did want them to respond, and I was hoping to get something from them. Do you think that's fair? Like, I, I totally disagree with the Glenn, assert- can you pause that yes, one I second, sure can. So, So here's the problem I have with it, too. Not only are you just writing a bunch of bogus, right? But you're also trying to, you're finding that event out and you're just trying to ruin it. That is the whole point of it. That's right. Yeah. Right. Like that's all you're doing. All they want to do is they want to do what they did to the, uh, to the football player here and destroy a good event that has a good cause, right? His event was charity. This event's charity. Jordan Poyer. Yep. Jordan Poyer, thank you. These, yep. This is what they do. This is what I call the media sleazebags. This is what I'm talking about, folks, right here. This is sleazy behavior. Sending out a letter like that to the sponsors of his event, an event to raise money for small business owners. How many businesses did Dave Portnoy save? How many pizza places did he raise money that he saved? Right down the street right? on Main Street. Right on Main Street. Yeah. There's Man, one. again, I yeah. don't agree with a yeah. lot of Dave yeah. Portnoy stuff. I really don't. I don't follow of Dave Portnoy line, but I got a hell of a respect for a guy who stands up for small businesses. I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Libertarian or Republican. You know, as a small business owner who has been doing, you know, running small businesses now for 
plus years. I got to tell you, it ain't easy, right? There's nope. this, for a lot of reasons that I don't even get into. But this is sleazy. Let me play a little more of this clip, uh, uh, Mike. And this is going, I'm going to fast forward this to nine minutes. It's a 12 minute phone call, but I'm going to forward it to nine minutes. So Emily here at the Washington Post can explain to us how journalism works in today's day and age. Sleaze bag she is. You know, I can't. Not for me to say, and I'm also working with somebody else. But that seems like a pretty straightforward question that have you made your mind up about me? If you can't answer that, no. I can say I have not made my mind up about you. Then why would you include that in the the email to sponsors? Because I was hoping for a dialogue with them. You know, sometimes you have to say something like, this is like, you know, it's sort of a reporting tactic when you want someone to respond. You kind of have to indicate that there might be something negative, and then you get them to engage. That's all I was trying to do. That right there is dirty. Dirty, 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 dirty. I'm going to lie about somebody. I'm going to make something up and call them a misogynist and say that they have all kinds of problems. And then I'm going to ask somebody to respond to yeah, that. To facilitate a response. Wow. Hey, what do you think? Dirty. And, and if I could just say something, Glenna, you know this because I do this all the time. I go out and find interviews every week. Not in one of those messages of those people do I make a dirty comment to try and get them to respond to me. I ask them for what I'm looking for, an interview. And she works the Washington Post. If she sent it to a pizza owner, he's probably going to answer knowing it's the Washington Post. And Glenn, if I could say one more thing, that interview was scheduled for 10 a.m. on Thursday. She canceled the interview that night and won't do it unless it's on her terms. That tells you all you need to know. Yep, I was just going to say that's exactly what I was going to ask. So bingo right there. Yep, that's it. All right, we got time to switch gears and put it on the video? Or not quite? Um, we got to go to a quick break, right. and then we have a whole other segment here in hour number one. So, folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833 Finn Guys, don't forget about our podcast. Glenn mentioned it before. Wednesday's podcast this week, Glenn and Mike had a great interview with a student loan individual. Uh, he's an activist for, for fixing the student loan problem. As Glenn said, they actually agreed more than, than I personally thought. I, 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 uh, that, that gentleman went after me on Twitter. I thought it was going to go very poorly on that podcast, and it went actually pretty well. Glenn. I will say, here's the thing, is that we were able to agree on the problem, so we were able to talk about solutions, yeah. and I actually liked a lot of his potential solutions. The problem with the solution that a lot of these leftists have, and he, this guy was not a leftist, let me be clear. This guy was actually, yeah. um, I think, a libertarian right in the middle. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But what a lot of people want to do, they say, we, we got to just wipe it, wipe it clean. You know, just, just get rid of it all. Which, number one, is, is forget the fairness aspect of it, but if you want to increase tuition by 50% in like two months, then do just that. Make it so there's no consequences. And guess what UB is going to do? Guess what Buff State's going to do? Guess what the SUNY system is going to do? Oh, guess what? We can cracking up even more. We can crank it way up there. We can double tuition because mm-hmm. they're going to borrow the money from the federal government. And the federal government, if, the, if you can find me, if you, all the listeners out there, if you can find me one business area, industry, whether it be healthcare or education, where the government got involved and things got more efficient and prices went down, then I got a thousand dollar bill for you. Okay. How about the fence? How about the military? They, you have companies that make these weapons so complex. And oh wait, guess what? We need to service them. And there comes the residuals with the contracts and what they buy. I mean, it's everything the government touches. Yep. It's just everything. an added expense all the time. If you want to get rid of student loans, and it's other thing too. Okay, great. 
Now you just jacked up inflation right. even more. But his idea was, how about no student loans so people have to pay the way through? Now, if you did that, yeah. I'm not saying that's the right answer either at 100% level, but if you did that, you'd watch tuition go down right fast. Very quick. It'd go down right, really fast, right? So, yeah. by the way, before you guys you know, on the left go out there and try to find the one case, which you won't, because there is no case of the government getting involved where prices got better, but there is no such thing as a $1,000 bill. That was a joke. <laughs> Nobody caught that, I, but that was a joke, because uh, you can you can find it. I'll give you that I'll give you that fake $1,000 bill, but it don't, it don't make a $1,000 bill. Glenn, you had the scene of Simpsons <laughs> when Mr. Burns had the trillion-dollar bill. The trillion-dollar bill, I know. Yeah, and then he ended up in Cuba, and Castro's like... <laughs> Someone will cash it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you can look, my friend, but you can't touch. He's like, no, just let me hold it. He's like, and then he's like, Mr. Burns asked for the money back. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. What money? This, this is a great segue, guys, because I do have a business that will be run by the government in Chicago oh, that will work, and I, I will it. collect that $1,000 bill. Uh, Fighting communism with more communism. I love it. Yes. I, love it. I, will, I will have the answer on the other side of this break. Folks, stay with us right here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Follow the financial guys on social media. So easy, even a liberal can do it. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys radio show. Mike Sparaza, Ron Reinstein, Glenn Wiggle in studio today. I teased before the break, um, Glenn, I think you misspoke and said no government run anything was ever profitable, essentially. And I have one, Glenn. I have well, one. Well, nothing's gotten cheaper. So when the, when the, when the government got involved... Yeah. I'm on bated and, breath right now, so we got we to gotta get to when this. The, what made money that the government when did? The, well, not it made did. money, yeah. When the government got involved yeah. in the student loans, it went the price of college went through the roof. When the government yes. got involved in health care, the price of the health care went through the roof. Everything the government throws money at because there's no concern about quality or cost. And so they spend five times what they should for quality that's five times less than it should be, and that drives inflation overall. But this particular piece of communism and fighting communism with communism has got to be the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's like <laughs> it's like putting out a house fire with a flamethrower. I can't. I, I know the story. <laughs> this is the best. This is the funniest. Thing. I cannot wait to see the spectacular failure that this will be. So go ahead, Mike. So so this week it came out that uh, no shock, Chicago's having issues with crime in supermarkets. No. So. What supermarkets, the department said, stores, sneaker stores, jewelry shops, the gas stations, TVs, yes, corner stores, yes. pharmacies, Walgreens. Yes. I mean, you yes. name it. Sorry. So Chicago has <laughs> the answer. And I have faith in Chicago. And I'm going to take Glenn's $1,000 bill bet on this one. So obviously, I'm kidding when I'm saying this. They are now <laughs> no, doing a. No, I, well, I mean, I'll take the thousand. If, if it works out, I'll take a thousand. But they are now pushing a municipally owned. Grocery store. Right. And what does that mean exactly? The government will run the grocery store and pay for everything and sell the goods and deal with the whole small business aspect of the the, uh, the, the grocery store. Here's right. the problem, though. I've said this. I had a client in Buffalo that had their store looted during the uh, storm that Mark Poloncars didn't have the right answer to. The problem is, is that when these things happen, the insurance goes up. You lose the goods. You don't get everything back. If if the stores are looted and the the government is running it and the government is paying for the insurance, which means it's probably government sponsored, all of these goods and services get ripped out of there, and we, the taxpayer, have to end up paying for everything. Mm -hmm. 
that is what's going to happen here. I can't even believe this is an idea, honestly, Glenn. Well, I know the, you saw this, the too. The reason but. behind it is that, you know, uh, Costco's pulled out. Walmart's pulled Walmart, out. Uh, Whole Foods has so. pulled out. All these stores have pulled out of Chicago. There's no... And I've been saying this for a while. You're, you're going to have a food desert like you had a banking and financial desert in these inner-city communities because, you you know, they... they like Well, you've already pointed out the, all the things that they've looted, right? Um, this is a problem. And so you're going to have the government come in and eventually... You, I'm surprised you're going this direction. I really thought that they would be they would go community reinvestment act for grocery stores where they forced yeah. you know oh you want to Whole Foods you want to have a store in the suburbs well for every store in the suburbs you got to have one in the city you got to have and that's coming yeah. next by the way because this will fail and when this fails they'll have to go back to something else which will be well, to force the private f- sector to lose money yeah. after they lose too much money. This will fail within a half hour. Well, this, they tried this forget- in Russia, by the way. There were long, yeah. long yeah. lines for things like toilet paper. So when there are meat, look at they just did this in Venezuela. People lost 19 pounds per year on average and had to eat their pets. Do you mm-hmm. understand that? That's actually happened, folks. I'll play but the even- I'll play the video of that if you want. This will happen I in have- Chicago too. I have clients that actually came here legally too, by the way, <clears throat> from Poland, and they were share with me that. Their sons, excuse me, a couple of years older than I am. Back in the late 70s, early 80s, they gave you a pound of beef. As you said, like you stood in line, you got a pound of beef that was going to last you or was supposed to last you for the next month. The three of us collectively could head up the street on Worley, go get a triple cheeseburger from Wendy's, and you know what? If our first world problems, if we wanted to go do it again four hours later, we could do the exact same thing. Well, guess what? Look up the c40cities.org, yep. and you'll yep. find what these people like Michael Bloomberg have in store for you. Indeed, they want you to have one pound of meat per year, and ideally no meat whatsoever. It's crickets for yeah. you, ribeyes for them. Yep. Yeah, surf and turf at the uh, Davos conference for exactly. them. Don't yeah, that. Exactly. Us pigeons, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you're lucky. Enjoy your crickets. Yeah, again, if you're lucky. Guys, I do want to set up the second half of the show here because we still have a full another hour to go. we got to talk further about the border crisis. I do want to talk about what's happening to children, even though it's oh, mostly middle-aged men, it yeah, looks horrible. like, coming over the border. What's happening to children is sickening. Glenn, we talked about this a little bit on the phone yesterday, but this is sickening. I do want to tease uh, Game Show. We are, Glenn and I are back with some Game Show. Ron, you may be the contestant today on Game Show. <laughs> there you go. Um, Also, uh, we will touch in the second hour here a new dress code in the Senate. We we will touch on that. Um, So does that mean we got a new dress code coming at 305 Spindrift? I sent it in the group chat. I will be wearing uh, short shorts and... uh, You know what we should do? We should have Fetterman Day at the office. Can we do like a Friday down uh, dress down Fetterman Day? That'd be hilarious. I think we should. Absolutely. Can I get a pair of like the 1980 NBA basketball shorts for this? Of course. Yes. Of course. Uh, what else we want to get into in the second hour, though, guys? We want to talk a little bit uh, about the Iran, uh, the Iran swap, the five for five we, we, plus six billion. We, yeah, yeah. And we got to talk about Kathy yeah. Hochul. I mean, the Democrats are yes. just setting yes. up for the steal right in front of our faces. Republicans yes. are doing nothing. Republicans who actually control more states that could be yes. strengthening election laws mm-hmm. are doing zero. While the, while the Democrats, yeah. yeah, while the yeah. Democrats yeah. like Kathy Hochul, free ballots for everybody, wide open voting in New York now, same day registration, mail in 
ballots for everybody. I mean, fra- don't even bother to vote. I hate to say it. Don't even bother. The, the cheat in New York will be, they'll be Democrat for, for I'll be rotted with worms in decades from now. It, it'll, forever. It's gone. Just get out. Might as well leave. And I'll, I'll say this, Pennsylvania too this week as well. And Glenn, I Pennsylvania has, a, has talking- a Republican legislature, does it not? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just did this this week. Um, I was going to say this really quickly before the break, Glenn. You mentioned democracy with Ukraine, and then the voting issues with not voting during a war over there. It's not surprising. That's democracy in America right now. Yeah. Who cares about voting, right? Yeah. They know what they're going to do. They set the voting up for them. Terrible. They're already setting up for mail-in voting in 2023 or 2024. Excuse yeah. me. And by the way, get ready. COVID is back. I know clients hate when we talk about this all day, but COVID is back. It's back and better than ever. Um, they're already setting it up with masks and, and vaccines and everything. Yeah. Um, folks, again, second hour coming up, border crisis, Iran deal, game show, dress codes, Kathy Hochul, you name it. Do not change that dial. We'll be right back. The following program has been pre-recorded and is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. My son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And it turns out he did not do a single thing wrong as everybody's investigated. First of all, my son has done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. And the lie detector test determined that was a lie. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys Radio Program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Uh, Mike Sparaza, Ryan Reinstein, and Glenn Wiggle in studio today. Again, we're going to talk a lot in this hour. We're going to probably do a rapid-fire session this hour, a bunch of different topics, and then a, a, some, some serious game show because Glenn's already been teasing the music all show. We're excited about that. Uh, before we do that, though, we are going to go to a friend of our office, Todd Eichinger. All right, Todd, so tell us, what is going on in the world of real estate in Buffalo, New York? Oh, well, right now we got a little bitty low because all them kids going back to school, we see a two- to three-week window where it slows down, so... If you're a buyer, you better be in the thick of it right now because you actually might get a little bit lower than anybody else because in another week or two, we're about to get our October rush, which will lead into a little of November, and then, you know, it happens. We all start eating, buying presents, and getting fat for a month or two, so the world slows down for the holidays. Todd, with, so. with, with all the issues that we hear about in the news and, and, you know, New York doing New York things, are you guys seeing more homes going up for sale? Are you seeing more people coming to New York, <laughs> leaving New York? What, what are the trends you're seeing, or is it just business as usual? Um, well, our, we are down in sales, and we are down in volume. So at the beginning, like the first quarter, we were actually down 33%, but we've actually, for now through the year we're actually gained and we're only down 17 percent from last year so the summer was very good to us but we're still seeing a lot of people who are sitting on their house because either they're in love with their interest rate or they're just afraid to sell and move because they're afraid they're not going to find anything but supply and demand is still ruling the market as it should and supply is far from meeting demand yet 
Do you have any specific homes right now that you can tease, Todd? You know, I've got one coming up in South Buffalo. Um, and honestly, I've got another one or two possibly in Marilla, but nothing's nothing's officially listed. Um, but, uh, you know, I will say yesterday, I'm sorry, not yesterday. Oh, uh, God, what day was it? Wednesday was the auction for Erie County. And the prices at auction were going for huge huge money so if somebody's gonna lose their home they're silly not to call a realtor get that house listed and keep their equity instead of giving it away because if it goes to auction you're just out of luck todd how much were things actually you brought up a good question or point here how much were they going above excuse me ask at the auction well technically there is no ask but i will tell you this um because you just started a small reserve being an auction and goes up jim roberts bought almost nothing and usually he will buy several houses but because they were going so high he just wasn't touching them because Mm -hmm. there's no equity left after you do your improvements so did a lot it, of it was more, I was gonna say that a lot of them then go unsold because of that, or was it just no. or other people did say, you know what, whatever, I'm still gonna buy it, even though Jim wisely backed out. hundred percent. A lot of people are new um and they haven't touched a hot stove yet and burned their hands. So you got those people that were in the mix that just don't know what they're doing and they're there thinking they're getting a steal. And you've got other people that are going to roll the dice. Because, like, mm-hmm. when COVID first hit, I stopped flipping houses because I did not want to get caught holding a bag and lose money. And clearly, I made the wrong choice because everybody knows, you know, housing prices skyrocketed. But I, you know, I lost big money on one house, and I just don't like to gamble that way. So I wasn't going to do it again. And I think that's the thing is some of these people don't realize what they're stepping into. They think they're getting a screaming deal. And they they want to be a real estate mogul, so they're buying something no matter what, which is not the right way to buy. So, Todd, Todd, tell this is our favorite part of the show when we have you on. Tell people how they can find you, the website especially, because we love that. All right, so the website is always is gotoddy.com. The phone number is 716-912-8684. And again, call me, even if you got questions, if, if you're behind on a mortgage, you got a reverse mortgage, you're trying to get out from underneath, there's so much knowledge we have. Don't guess. Yeah, and I, I will say, Todd, you and I have worked together in the past, too, and it was definitely great having you with my wife and I going and looking at homes and, and seeing what's out there because you know what you're doing, you know what to look for. Even if it's a house that maybe you got to do some work to, you you helped me you know, not actually do the work, but but take a look at things maybe you got to look at. This could be a cost that you could you know bring down, or this might cost you more. So use Todd as a resource. He was great helping my wife and I, and I, I do recommend you to everybody, Todd. Awesome. Yeah, the construction background is huge for me. It definitely helps, especially in the role that I took for you guys. Yep. Just so. Absolutely. Todd, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Happy Saturday. Thanks, Todd. Have a great weekend. All right. Be good, gentlemen. Take care. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you again to Todd. I, I do want to go just before we get crazy on other things. Let's talk about a dress code. We may need a dress code change here at the financial guy's office in, in, in Williamsville. <laughs> uh, I want to wear hoodies and shorts every day, and I don't care what anybody says. Um, it, it really, though, all, all kidding aside, it is a total slap in the face to everybody. I mean, there's a picture this well, week of him walking in, Glenn, with yeah. a button-up <clears throat> shirt, like like a janitor. Like he was wearing what yeah. I, mean, I mean, come on. I like, think he, he, he just... He just he just 
just presided over a, a Senate hearing yeah. with a, a basically a T-shirt on. Yeah. It's it's this is disgusting. This yeah. is a. I thought. Remember what January said? Oh my God, the people's house, the holiest of places <laughs> on the planet. How dare you even stuff foot on the grounds, you dirty right wing crazies! Oh my God. And now it's you know it's okay to wear gym shorts in, in the in the in the in the hall. Yeah. This is a joke. You know when they talk about the the president trumping. Oh my God, they have people are laughing at us. A mockery of the world. No, this is what's a mockery of the world. Yep. This is what people around the world are laughing at us for. This is banana republic stuff. This is the lowering of our standards to a point of lunacy. This person can't even string words together to form a full sentence. He's got brain damage. It's obvious. He's not getting better. And when he checked himself into a mental hospital after he was elected, he should have resigned at that point or at least have been considered unqualified for the position. He's unqualified to run a hot dog stand. I wouldn't put him in charge of a daycare center. I wouldn't put him in charge of watching my car while I ran into the store to pick up my go-to, my, my takeout order, okay? This guy is a vegetable. Sad to say, he's had a stroke. He's not all there, okay? His elevator does not go to the top floor, and he is not playing with a full deck. These are the, We have 100 senators in the country. This is one of them. And look, Dr. Oz was no prize by any stretch, well, who, but at least who he could speak. Him, though? But who backed him? I said that right. before. I mean, that, that was a... There was an orange Useless. Jesus backing, but, and but, there was but, other yeah. people that could yeah. have been better. I, I a ham agree. sandwich sure. could have. I know you're not. A, you're, you're not a. You're not no, a big no, fan no. of orange Jesus. We gotta have that debate at some point. <laughs> we gotta have the debate because you're a DeSantis supporter, and I'm I'm kind of open. And you're, uh, you, uh, I know you're ride and die for Trump, uh, Mike. Mm -hmm. But yep. we gotta have a podcast debate among yeah, stuff. I agree. Like, I like think we'll we have should our own absolutely debate. have a roundtable on that. No, we should. We should. We should all represent our own candidates. So like, I'll I'll represent Vivek or something. Yeah. And, and you could represent Trump, and you could represent the Senate mm -hmm. to be fun. But anyway, I, I agree. I agree, Ron. I, obviously, he did back him. I, yeah. I think Mike and Glenn, you guys have said this for years, though. Who is who is going into politics at this point in 2023? Well, you, you, you yeah. either want to make millions of dollars by doing very little work, or you know you are a good-hearted person, mm -hmm. right? There, there's a few of those, and there's those, are, those, those people are going to lose because they're going to they're lose. not part right. of the club, right? They right. are not part of the club, right? If the three of us walked in there collectively. To the GOP in Erie County, New York State, you take your pick. Here's what I want to do to make this state, or even Western New York, be what it could be, what it was 60, 70 years ago, how to do it, the tax breaks, whatever it may be, to get it to flourish again. Yeah, that doesn't work for us. Yep. Next. No. Now, the GOP locally and at the state level, I mean, again, mm -hmm. you had Nick Langworthy, who as a state chair was responsible for getting Republicans elected. And instead of doing the job that he was put in place to do, he put his own personal self-interest in front of those of the position that he was put in place to run. Mm -hmm. Okay. To me... I mean, that alone should unqualify him for the position. He's, I can't wait to get him on the show. Yeah. I'm really hoping you join us, Nick. I really hope that you come on to explain that what you're going to do to help revive a Republican Party in this state, okay? Or you're just going to collect the check all the way to the bank and be a, Repo be a congressperson for the rest of your life. I'd like to hear some response from these Republicans because, honest to God, it's getting painful to watch when these Republicans can't get out of their own way. I mean, it's just sad. But anyway, getting back to Fetterman for a second, I mean, at least could we could, could they have at least gone down the business? casual. I mean, to, to completely look, it's one thing to say we're have, we have suit and tie in, in, in the halls of Congress. Okay, fine. But maybe when we're not officially in session we could dress down a bit. 
Okay, I'd be okay with that. Maybe you dress down where it's coat, no tie. Maybe you dress down where it's resort casual, polos, collared shirts, right? He, Fetterman couldn't get into any local country club in western New York. No. They would not, not allow him in with that attire. You can't Why? even wear at a hat least, in a dining at room. At least, at least you have to be at, at, at least a level where you're somewhat similar to a, a, some sort of a, you know, a country club attire, a, you know, business casual, something. But to go down the shorts and a hoodie, especially at times when he's been actually introducing the president. He's introduced the president. Now, the president, he's, he's not there any better. He, but at least, look, from a respect standpoint, I don't like Joe Biden, but from a respect standpoint, if I was in charge, if they said, Glenn, you have to introduce Joe Biden, I would show up in a suit and die. I wouldn't show up in shorts and a hoodie. How embarrassing is that for the country? It's pathetic. I mean, de- but Democrats don't care. Like, what? There's nothing wrong here. There's nothing. What's what's what, what? What do you mean? He's totally fine. He just has a speech impediment, like Joe Biden. That's what that is. Uh-huh. I, I I I mean, my question is always too. And we're going to go to a quick break here. My question is always why. I mean, Glenn, we have conferences that you and Mike host in Florida, and and, and Peak Brokerage host in Florida. We go to a conference at a resort in Florida, and we're wearing pants. And at least a button-up shirt to go to yeah. a meeting. I mean, there's no shorts, yeah, no shorts, none. no t-shirts, none. Okay, at a minimum, it's business casual, which means yeah. khakis or, or you know, some sort of slacks, yeah. and uh, and, a, and a collared shirt, and rightfully whether it be so, button-down or polo, and rightfully so. Right. Right. Uh, I'm going to go to do a quick uh, text poll, though. We'll do this for the rest of the show. 716-817-0716. What do you think of the dress code? Do you believe there should be one? Do you agree with it? Do you disagree with it? Uh, I will tell you personally, I think all three of us agree, if you're going to take on the role as a senator or, or a congressperson, look the part. That That's yeah. not that hard. Look the part. That is our text question for today, 716-817-0716. Do you agree or disagree with laxing the dress code in Congress? I think purple hair would be good. Well, that's coming well, soon, that's coming, too. Yeah, that's that's coming that's soon that's, too. I'm yeah. saying here. We should you know, all dye yeah. our hair purple. Yeah, yeah that'll yeah. go well with, with the office, yes. Purple hair. I think we should have Fetterman Day. I'm telling you. Yeah. We should have a funny, yeah. like, uh, mm-hmm. or maybe for Halloween, we'll all dress up as Fetterman. Let's get that trend going. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. we get that trend going? Can everybody in the country dress up as Fetterman and make that the trending thing? We can Are all we dress up as a the actual Fetterman, Glenn, or the guy that's there now? Yeah. Which, which Fetterman? Yeah, which one? <laughs> which Fetterman are you talking about? <laughs> which one? I will say, though, I thought that, and then I heard him speak the other day, and I'm like, no, I know, no same exactly. guy, same guy. Yeah. That's exactly guy. what I said. I'm like, he doesn't look the same, but he sure does sound the same. Yeah. If that is yeah. an impersonator, he's real good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's real good. Real good. The first anyway. couple times he spoke, they're like, all right, you can't speak that clearly. You got you to break right. that down. Yeah. No. Um, no. Tone it no down there, good. buddy. No one's that good. All right, folks. We will be right back. Uh, one more segment to go before game show. We're going to end the show with game show. We'll do maybe two segments of game show to end the show. Uh, we will get in next to the border crisis and Kathy Hochul. When we get back, do not turn that down. We'll be right back here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Did you just parachute in from another planet, Mr. Secretary? Because you're the only person in the middle who believes that we're not having massive, massive illegal immigration into America. Senator, you're, you're, um, you're putting words into my mouth. No, sir, is, I'm accurately is, describing the situation. All righty, happy Saturday here at the Financial Guys. Mike Sparazza, Ron Reinstein, Glenn Wiggle in studio today. Uh, guys, we have two topics that we have to cover, and I know that we always will go over on topics, but we got to try and keep these ones to about five minutes each on this. Let's oh, start. Boy. I know this is tough. That's a heavy lift. This is tough. Let's start with the border crisis, and then we will get into Kathy Hochul. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to talk about a few things. One, the number 
numbers are hitting records, uh, and I know that the de- the left said, the Dems said, after Title 42 was suspended, everything was fixing itself. It's not. Um, over 10,000 a day all week this week trying to cross that border, and, and many getting over, by the way. A lot of scientists that are coming our way. A lot of scientists, right. We have we have children. There was a, a horrific story Sick of a three, yeah. three-year-old drowning, actually drowned in the water by being left behind by his family. 85,000 children, they said, are missing. Now, this is the same, missing. Admi- same administration missing. that said Donald Trump was putting kids in cages. We have 85,000 children missing. New York, uh, to start Hochul early here, New York saying, we can't do this anymore, but this in the same breath, Glenn, I'll start with you, as they say we need to remain in Texas law. Are you freaking kidding me? You do remain in Texas law, you will spark the, the second civil war. I guarantee you. Probably what if we you, need, though. If, if you want to see a civil war start, you will. You say remain in Texas, and the yeah. Texas, I guarantee you, the Texas National Guard or whatever they got, will start to bust these people right to New York City and on, on mass. Look, as a country, as a nation, we have to get together to solve this crisis. As I said earlier, the problem is many on the left refuse to believe there's a crisis. I had an opportunity to meet with somebody uh, this past week who was down at the border. They just filmed a, a trailer for the things that they've done. And I'm going to get this uh, video from them and get it up on our social media sites. Um, but it's just it's so sad. They go down there every year. They organize a bunch of people. They're a bunch of contractors, and they clean up the border with all these clothes and needles. And in the video that he showed me, they're they're showing you know the the empty condom wrappers next to children's clothing and things like that. It's it's so sick and so sad, folks. And anybody who supports this open border policy, anybody who says that there's no problem at the border, anybody who refuses to acknowledge the problem has got their heads so far up their behind that they're not even worth having a conversation with, honestly. We're it's tragic what's happening. Human tra- 85,000 yeah. kids gone. are missing, folks. They're gone. No idea where they are, right? And then it's our government, so sad. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Then yeah, our government, when they get asked about it, they're like, well, you know, we're working on figuring out. They're not missing. Yeah, they are. If no, you missing. don't know where they're they missing. are, they're missing. You gave them a yeah. cell phone, yeah. and they stopped answering. Yeah. They're gone. You yeah. gave them a cell phone, handed them to some yeah. dude that they yeah. never knew. Look, during the Obama years, they were doing the same garbage. Mm-hmm. They found kids in, in Ohio that were basically being you know, a slave labor uh, worked on a, on a farm, right? Oh, we'll give you free woman board, but you're going to work for free forever. We called it indentured servitude. We got rid of that 200-some uh, years ago, right? Look, at this is re- it's just it's outrageous to me how sad this is. By the way, another colleague of ours, uh, sadly, lost her brother this week, 31 years old, to a fentanyl overdose, okay? <clears throat> it's, 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 it's becoming weekly now <clears throat> that I find out that a friend of mine, uh, the you know, family member of a friend or a co-worker has lost another loved one due to a tra- tragic overdose. In New York City, we just had three kids that died, I believe, uh, from, from oh, fentanyl. That's the daycare mill. center. At the daycare center. And you're going to talk about let's keep this border open. It's just so sad. I, I don't even know what else to say. I, I, I had the chance to go on OAN this week to talk about this exact thing, on overdoses and, and drugs in the border. And, and that's exactly right. Like, if this doesn't, pardon my French a little bit, but if this doesn't, 
piss you off? I don't know what does. Our borders open. Kids are dying. That was the thing. Remember with COVID? Once the yeah. kids started dying, everybody was going to care, like really care, and the, the whole narrative would have been different. We have kids dying, drowning. We have kids missing. We have kids being raped. We have kids being murdered. If you don't care about that, you're a sick puppy, and you need to be out of Congress. Anybody yeah. in Congress yep. that is not I for agree. starting mm-hmm. this border down, vote them out. If you yep. want to keep funding Ukraine vote and not our own border, yeah. get out of here. Vote them all out. Yeah. Vote them all out. Yeah. Every single one of them, yeah. vote them out, except for maybe Rand Paul. Everybody else needs to go. Yep. I can't even. Rand Paul, Matt maybe, Gates. Uh, maybe Matt Gates. Yep. I'm not yep. even. Maybe a hand. There's like literally, though, like maybe, maybe. I'm talking maybe. Five, maybe, ten tops. Five, ten tops. That's it. One percent. Yep. Keep one percent. There's, there's well, what, six or seven? Keep them, and the rest can go. And all honestly, every single one of them is. Is useless. Just about ninety nine percent of them are one hundred percent useless. Republicans included, by them. Let's talk about Democrats. Yeah, Democrats are evil. Republicans are useless. And and combined, we 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 all suffer. Mm-hmm. And we see that with inflation, with the border, with the drug crisis, with the overdoses, with the inflation. I mean, you name it. It's it's it's, it's a disaster. And the Republicans just sit on their hands. The Republican Party is the problem in this country. We know where yep. the Democrats stand. The Democrats want communism. We know that. At least we know where they stand. Republicans, they just want to enrich themselves while they watch the Democrats turn the country into, into communism. And we'll have the Republican a meeting. Party is the problem now in this country. They'll have a meeting. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll have a meeting it. about this communist <laughs> stuff. We'll get back to you. You know, I mean, how much of a clairvoyant with the, the Red Scare, with McCarthy and everything, how right was this guy? I mean, the, the, what you see now, this guy was way ahead of his time. Spot on. Spot on, yeah. but again, he was ostracized. Like, what are you talking about? We're not doing that. Uh, yeah. Well, the communists have now Wrong. infiltrated most aspects of our of our, uh, of our society now. And it's, it's, it's just society. society. I mean, yeah, that, that's society. all You're it right. is. It, it's the government gives the marching orders to the media, to Hollywood, and then they circle back around. And here comes this message of fear. Here comes yeah. you better do this. I was talking about this the other day with someone. I go, remember? I mean, I was on a tail under this. Mike, you're a little bit younger than me, so probably they moved on. <laughs> Remember the fallout drills, Glenn? Where yep, you, hit, you I do. Yeah, you hit 80s, underneath yeah. your desk. Because well, that was going to help. Yeah, so exactly. Me, it's so a just so you know, bomb went off. This was the government plan, okay? Yeah. This is what we're going to practice for. This was the government plan. If the Russians send nuclear warheads, intercontinental b- missiles, which are basically... A com- now, everyone's seen the... After they showed us the pictures of the Nagasaki in Japan, mm-hmm. where everything was wiped out, right? Their plan was hide under the desk. That was the plan. Yeah. That's the best keep, they had. That'll keep you safe. Hide under the desk. Are you serious? I just again, no. You're right. It's all about fear mongering. Because if we, if they can keep us afraid, if they can keep us dependent, if they can keep us fighting each other, they can keep enriching themselves. Yes. Let's move on for a second to Kathy Hogue before we run out of time. Yep. This 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 in particular is really uh, again frustrating, right? Republicans across this country have done almost nothing except for Ron DeSantis in Florida with securing their voter rolls and fixing their voter issues. Pennsylvania has a Democrat legislature who is. Re- Responsible for actually crafting and 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 and, you know the election laws in that state, while they sit back and do nothing and let their Democrat governor and a Democrat attorney general rewrite the election law, so now everybody gets a mail-in ballot in New York. Kathy Hochul's doing the exact same thing. Everybody gets a mail-in ballot. Everybody gets to vote same day, uh, register same day voters. Everybody's going to get a voter ID when they register at the DMV now. Mm -hmm. It's just it's 
And I guess what? You go to get your driver's license, and what do we have in New York? What is that rule where we give driver's license to people that aren't American citizens? What is that rule, Ron? What is that? We had a law that they passed, didn't they, in New York? Was it a green light law? What was that? So, they, but you got your license. You got your what, license, but what, what wasn't it? Wasn't it a green light law? I forget they actually, what they called it, but yeah, I know. But the, aren't they aren't they giving licenses to illegal aliens now yeah, in New York State? They are. I mean, is that right? Am I correct on that, Mike? You're you're the insurance guy. Are they can you get a, a driver's license in New York as an illegal alien? Um, I, b- I believe well, you can. I believe you can. I, I I don't know. I don't know when that was passed, but I believe you can. <clears throat> and and worse, worse guys is. It, with the insurance part, like you want to know about rates going up when people that don't know how to drive are driving cars and getting an accident. The worst part is, Glenn, they can get an accident with or without a license, and it doesn't matter right. in New York City. Yeah. Right. That's the That's worst right. part. Well, but if you get your license and you're yep. going to get your license and yep. you can automatically get handed a yep. voter ID application yep. along with yep. it, yep. how many of those people are going to register to vote that shouldn't be eligible for vote uh, to vote, and how many of them are going to actually cast that vote? I bet you it'll be millions. It'll be millions. You will. The Republicans will never again win an election in this state, ever, on a statewide level. Never. We will never, ever, ever see the governor's mansion in this state unless somebody steps up and fixes this fraud of an election system that we have in this state. Kathy Hochul is basically, you know... You know, doing voter f- f- right in front of your face, right, right in front of the, right in your face. We're gonna basically make this such a mess that you'll never be able to figure out who actually won. Four terms of Governor Botox coming right up for you. We're forever, gonna, forever until she's done. Before yeah. we get to game show, we're coming up on a hard break. We'll finish this conversation on the other side, right here I on the financial. The clip. Clip. <laughs> That's all right. Right here <laughs> on the Financial Guys Media Network. You're listening to The Financial Guys. Here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back to Financial Guys radio show on the Financial Guys media network. Guys, I want to go right back to that Kathy Hochul conversation. Glenn, before you play that clip, though, I do want to mention what now is going on in Pennsylvania, by the way, is they are automatically registering you to vote. They don't care. They're putting you in. And my question is, how does that work? What party are you affiliated with when they auto-register you, right? That seems like a problem to me. That's what Pennsylvania is doing. And New York, not to be outdone. Kathy Hochul, I think you have the clip here. She is just jumping right in line with that idea. Well, the clip I have is from the illegal immigrants. Don't come. But Oh, that um, one. Okay. Okay. But but, but the fact of the matter is that while Republicans sit on their hands, Democrats are out there changing election laws right in your face to make the steal even easier this time. So, anyhow... But this is Kathy Hochul. Remember, we're a sanctuary state, right? Buffalo is a sanctuary city. New York City is a sanctuary city. They asked for this, right? We're going to protect these people. We want them here. Oh, oh, that was before they actually were there. And now, here's what Kathy Hochul has to say. When you come to New York, you're not going to have more hotel rooms. We don't have capacity. We're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. Places like New York really are at capacity. You know, we have large hearts. You want to be generous and supportive to people who are experiencing a humanitarian crisis. But there is a limit to what we can do. Oh, 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 There is a limit to what we can do. Remember I said a a bunch of times that although Como was evil, stupid is dangerous? She takes the cake. She makes Como look good. You're going to find out just how dangerous stupid is, and, it, and it's, it's real dangerous. She is. She will bankrupt this state, mark my words. This state, but getting back, you said something very important, Ron. She will be in this seat for, for forever. You, you will. They just changed the election laws in New York to where you will never be able to unseat Queen Kathy, the Ice Queen of Albany, ever 
in, in our lifetime. And stupid is dangerous. As I said many, many times, you can go back on Twitter, you can go back in the radio show, you can go back in the podcast, I've said it over and over again. While Como was evil enough to drive the car to the edge of the cliff, he wasn't dumb enough to drive it over. Kathy, with their big old grin, is driving that and car right over teeth. the cliff. Right over the cliff. It's already over the cliff. We've already left the ground and are now at midair, and the, and the decline will become even faster now under Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul will bankrupt this state. But it Glenn, will be bankrupt gotta, under Kathy Hochul, Terry the ice queen of Albany. football stadium. Oh, my God. Oh, but that's the yet. mindset here. Wait a minute. It's, it's not like, built yet. Well, not built yet. Well, no, it's already over they're budget. Already they're over already, budget. They got a hole in the ground on the $300 million over budget. People will sit there and nod their head in everything we're saying. But when, it wasn't oh, my God. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't that, matter. That's it. They, will they could like, vote oh, yeah, six times. Oh, my God. You're right. On everything you're saying. But we got a new stadium with the Bills. They'd secure the Bills' they future in Buffalo. It, it doesn't and matter. And then they'll still vote for her. I don't and know say, about by that. By the way, I think, it, Glenn. I don't know. I don't I, know about that. I, I think the Democrats I, in the state count the votes. I think the Democrats in the state count the votes. I don't think there's been a fair election in this state for my lifetime. I honestly don't believe that. I think when you look at the data that Marley Hornick and her group has uncovered with oh, Audit yeah. New York, it is so shocking. It is obvious fraud. It is, it, it is it, as I've said before, it is, a, it is a proverbial bloody footprints right back to OJ's house. Except this time they found the knife right in the kitchen drawer, right? That's what we got in New York State when it comes to the voter rolls and how much fraud there is going on. They just put that on steroids. You will never ever, ever in your lifetime, I don't care if you're 18 years old listening to this, until New York was bankrupt and they revamped the system under the current system, you will never, ever, ever have a Republican governor in this state again, ever, under these new voting rules, ever. The only thing I I will disagree with you on a little bit, Ron, is I I do think, now, to Glenn's point, that doesn't mean you're going to win an election, but I do think people in in Buffalo, in Rochester, in these areas are saying, like, wait a minute. Our families are getting assaulted by people that shouldn't be here. I have to live in fear now that uh, that an illegal alien is going to pop over to my house and steal something, or yep. somebody that doesn't belong here may sexually assault one of my he, children. Yeah. Yeah. like that's yep. a problem, yep. and people and, are feeling yep. that. And just as worse is, do you defend yourself? Yep. Do you defend yourself? Somebody yep. comes into your house, illegal alien now, standing in your kitchen 4 o'clock in the morning. Yep. Or, or not illegal alien. Anybody. Yep. Anybody. The thief is in your house. They're, in, yep. they're, they're an illegal inv- person in your home. Do you shoot them? The question you have to ask yourself now in New York State is, who's going to get prosecuted? Yep. I mean, is I mean, you look at New York State is going after their own police officers that were in legitimate, you know, whatever, with, with criminals, right? And they're going after the police officers while they're letting yep. the criminals go. It's you really have to ask yourself in this state now: is it is it is it worth defending yourself? I mean, if I see somebody my family, in my kitchen, hell yeah. I, it, well, I tell you what, though, yeah. if I'm home alone and I see yep. somebody in my kitchen yep. and they're in my house, I'm going to probably just leave yeah. because honestly, I don't want to. I, I'm be honest with you, I don't want to. Fu- what am I going to spend a hundred thousand dollars defending? You know for damn sure that they're going to go after you for defending yourself. I don't know. They went I, after an elderly person. You should flick the light switches. That's what that guy did in Pennsylvania when the illegal escaped prison. Listen, my family is home. It's a different story. If my family is there, it's a different story. But if I have the opportunity to flee in New York, I'm going to flee because I don't want to have the hassle of the legal. Now, if I'm in Florida, I have every right to stand my ground, and I have a legal system that's going to back me. That same thing happens in Florida. They're bringing that guy out in a body bag. But New York goes after 
good people. The the New York prosecutors are going after good people. They're not going after bad people. They're letting bad people out. And and, and Glenn, I'll say this: you're saying one hundred thousand dollars illegal. That's not to say too that you won't be put in jail for the rest of your life for being a yeah. murderer on top it's, of it, right? Yeah, like, I might lose. Th- yeah, you might, I might lose. lose. Right. Yeah. Like, right. I might you lose. could spend a million dollars. You might lose. Right. Look at the guy in New York City who who yeah. who uh, essentially is, in my opinion, is a hero. The yep. subway hero yep. is now potentially facing a lifetime in prison yep. because he because of the beloved subway performer that just so happened to break a 69-year-old woman's face yeah. and, then, and then push another one in front of a subway, yeah. right? Oh, that beloved performer clowns yeah. in the media once again, but yeah. that's what you expect. Alright, we're going to tease it now. We've teased it all show, and I, we finally are going to get to it here in the final segment. Game show, Ron, you are on the seat for the all game right. show, so yes, uh, I will do a little bit of who said that. And then uh, Glenn will do a little I bit got a of new maybe. Game. You got a new I game. Got a, right. I got a new game. Right, new game. I, this. I do want to, on the other side of the break, though, yeah. I just have to talk about the Fed for just a minute. Because yep. the Fed decision yep. Wednesday was a big mm-hmm. one. I think it changed yep. the dynamic a little bit of the market. I think it's a yep. positive. Uh, but I want to just, just talk about it for a few minutes on the other side of the break. So. Stay with us, folks. Game show and the Fed coming up right here after this short commercial break. You're listening to The Financial Guys. I mean, you want to talk about just smacking you as a taxpayer right in the face. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty. Happy Saturday. Final segment here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Glenn Wiggle, Ron Reinstein. Glenn, I'm going to turn it over to you because we've been teasing the Fed a little bit. I know you want to jump into that, and then we will go to game show. Yeah, just real quick. The Fed had a big decision this week, and, you know, as, as expected, well, kind of uh, kind of expected, kind of unexpected. It was a, it was a little bit of a, of a 50-50 on that, whether they're going to raise this time, and, you know, then then whether comment. they didn't raise this time, which I think was a little bit of a surprise, at least to me. I expected them to raise, but I'm happy that they didn't, and I'm happy with the language more importantly. What the Fed basically said was, we're not going to raise rates here. We might need to do one more, but what we're going to do is we're going to let rates stay high longer and let it have that impact into the market, which I think, honestly, is a breath of fresh air. What the Fed has done in the past is they've raised, 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 raised until we got into a recession. They mm-hmm. overcorrected one way because they never let the rates sink in far enough. Then they overcorrected the other way by lowering rates too much, and we've had this back and forth, you know, seesaw, you know, as far as the economy goes for a while. Keeping rates more normalized longer as opposed to spiking them to then just turn around and drop them, I think will help the market uh, stabilize better, as I think is a, is, is a positive. It's going to be a little bit of adjustment here going on. But remember, a normal market is normal interest rates with a 10-year Treasury at 4 or 5%, not a 2, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, getting back to a more normalized yield curve, I think overall, I think our analysts as well on the ISWM uh, team, you know, John Thur and, and the gang uh, are, are all, I think we're, we're pretty, uh, you know, happy with the with the Fed language as well as the decision as well. So I think it was a positive. I think the markets are going to be a little bit volatile in the next couple of weeks that they kind of digest that decision and what that means for the markets longer term. But I think ultimately it's a positive. So I, I was shocked that, that the market didn't go up yesterday after the announcement. It just kind of shrugged it off. I mean, well, he had, it, he had some down. Yeah. I mean, he had the one index going up, but like it, look, not, we're, we're not trying to tie in the market, but for the fact that just like you said, with the language, again, they could always pivot and do something different. Basically saying, we're pausing, we're going to let it marinate, we're going to see how it feels yeah. and see how it does. I figure the market will respond positive to that, and not so much. Not yet. 
Not yet. But that's but I think that's a, that's good because that this mm-hmm. location gives opportunity for new money to come in. Yes. We've been beginning in a lot of new money in, which is and a lot of people are, are sitting on the sidelines with cash looking for opportunities. And some of those stocks have pulled back, which I think give you that entry point to now look at some of these great companies that maybe got a little bit too frothy too quick in the first half of this year. So mm-hmm. you know, if you if you miss that first run this year, you know, you got an opportunity here to get into some of those good names that that I'm not gonna mention here, but you know, that have done really well for us in our portfolio. Uh, and uh, and I think you know I think this is long term will be end up being a positive. So if you need our help during the week, don't forget we do manage money for a living. Go to our website thefinancialguys.com or call us at the office at eight three three fin guys. Our investment committee has almost two hundred years of investment experience, including uh, chartered financial analysts and some really amazing uh, brains. So give us a call at the office eight three three fin guys. I want government-sponsored grocery stores. That's what I want to fix the economy. That will fix yep. everything here in Buffalo. That's like some processed food for That's you, right. buddy. Yep. All exactly. right, Glenn, you want to cue the music? Yeah, which what are you are you doing it first? You got the game first? Yeah, I, I can go first, okay. then you can go. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll give you the music. All right. Ron, Ron, you're our contestant today. All right. So how this game works, Ron, is I will give you a quote, and you tell me who said it. Okay. Okay. And I use both Republican and Democrat sometimes. So here we go. First quote. My fear is that the whole island will become so overly populated that it will tip over and capsize. That would be John Coiner, I believe, referring about Guam. <laughs> okay, no. you're right. You're right on Guam, though. <laughs> oh. but, but you have the first name. It's actually part of the last name. One more time. Uh. My fear is that the whole island will become so overly populated that it will tip over and capsize. <laughs> I know it was about... Georgia politician, by the way. Th- that I knew, too. Oh. Yep. Who is it? Hank Johnson. Oh, Hank Johnson. Hank Johnson. All right. He also, also did a great piece on helium, by the way, if you ever yes. saw that. Very, very good. He wanted Some to hard-hitting stuff up. line. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, number two. This is actually sad, and I'm going to say this because it's disgusting, but this is one here. I know it wasn't rape-rape. It was something else, but I don't believe it was rape-rape. Isn't that I don't, I don't know who said right that. On, was right. it Whoopi? Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, that, she was uh, pontificating was she on The View. I Oh, God. Oh, my Lord. She's so dumb. Well, they all are. All right. All right, here you go. Another one, Ron. I've now been to 57 states. I think I have one left to go. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that could be anyone. I'm going to go with uh, Pudding Brain in the White House. Close. Putting Brain's uh, former president, Barack Obama, that yeah, one the, was. The puppeteer. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Putting Brain's puppeteer is what that yes. is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, got two more, Glenn, and then sure. we'll throw to you. All right. This is, uh, this is good, Ron. Don't fear the terrorists. They are mothers and fathers. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Let me repeat that again. That oh is definitely my. a Democrat. <laughs> Don't fear the terrorists. They're mothers and fathers. That oh god is that a squad <laughs> member? Nope. Um, Though that, that could absolutely be a layup for one of them. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> this is a former because I love the View so much. This is somebody that was formerly on the View. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I can't think of the name. Uh, it's not, give it's him not, a buzzer. It's yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> your your guy, uh, as you call him, Orange Jesus, did not like her. <laughs> Orange Jesus. <laughs> oh, geez. He didn't like a lot of people. That ain't narrowing it down either, brother. <laughs> he didn't like her appearance. <laughs> he didn't like her appearance. It wasn't Megan Kelly, was it? Nope. No. No, I, I can't see her say that. Rosie O'Donnell. Oh. oh. I forgot she was on The View. Yep. 
All right, Ron Hilarious. is one for uh, four currently. Yeah. Still higher than the LeBron James school passing grade, so you're doing yes. okay. Yes. All right. Um, all right. Um, all right. Last, last one, Glenn, because this is hilarious oh, real oh, quick. Okay. One more. Uh, Ron, it all depends on what the meaning of the word is. Is. One more time. Oh it all God. depends on what the meaning of the word is. All right, is. give me like a, a hint here. Um, this is the 90s? My wife flying it, you know. He did not have sexual relations with that woman. <laughs> oh, that'd be Bill Clinton. That's correct. Bingo. What William bing, Jefferson bing, 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 bing. Clinton? <laughs> there you Two go. for five, 40%. <laughs> That's All passing right. grade. Yeah, yeah, that's passing now in New York grade. State. No. Most <laughs> hey, I got I got my name right. That's a passing grade in, in, in 57 okay. of the 58 states. Go All ahead, right, man. so this game, Ron, this is a new game that we have. This is a good times here. So this new game that we're going to uh, to play here is going to be... Oh, I got the wrong music on. Okay. So this new game, Ron, that uh, we're going to play, this one is um, there's another takeoff, of course, The Price is Right. This one's called the, uh, the, the takeoff of the cliffhanger game. So I'm going to give you, this is how a game works, okay? You're going to have an opportunity to guess the net worth of a number of politicians, <laughs> right? However, mm-hmm. this, this, this little uh, guy here is going to climb up the cliff. If he gets to 25, if you're off by more than $25 million amongst these three and he goes over the cliff, then you lose. The closer you get, the more chance you have to win, okay? So, oh, sorry, you don't have that on the screen. I'll, I'll get it when I get there. Sorry, okay. I don't have it on the screen. Here. All right, you ready, Ron? Yep. Okay, here we go. So, I got to change this now to. All right, so the first representative is Representative, this is a Republican, Ralph Norman. Net worth is what? Ooh, I'm going to go with 85 million. 85 million? Wow, I see here. I was going to get my little thigh out here. And remember the show on Prices Right? <laughs> I sure do. Like, you gotta, so you how come we don't guy? have the music? Wait a minute, the I'm working on it. The music was so uh, good with that game. I got it. Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, Ron. We're going to move up the thing and see if you're right. Oh, he's moving up. If he gets to the top, you're done. So, wait, 85 million wasn't right? No. No, you're way off. You lose, actually. There's only 21 million. So, you're oh. just in that one answer alone, you're off more than. Uh, Oh, and down he goes over the yeah. cliff. He fell off the edge, Ron. It's a value of compounding interest, as I always advocate that to you know clients. Is the benefit of compounding, in, you know, returns. I can tell you this much: yeah. nothing, none of these answers are going to be less than twenty-one million. That's for sure. Go ahead, no, Glenn. no, yeah. you're right. Actually, you're yeah. right on that. That's yeah. funny. Okay, so next, I'll, I'll dispense with the visuals, Ron, because nobody else can see it anyway. So yeah, <laughs> it's a little hard to do all the things at once. But, it's a, it's what right. we get to see. So the next representative, another. Uh, this one's a Democrat now. Mm-hmm. This Democrat is uh, Sarah Jacobs of California. What do you think oh. she's worth? California, Ron, go over a hundred here. I'm gonna go thirty million. Ooh, that was close. Twenty-one million as well All right. for uh, Sarah Jacobs. These, these are the poor Congress people. Yeah, these are the ones at the bottom of the these list. These are the pigeons. Yeah. These are the pigeons. That's right. What about? Uh, let's see here. What? Uh, let's go to one more. How about uh, Representative John Rose, Republican? Out of Tennessee, what do you think he's worth? What's, what's, How many uh, years in office? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. All right. So, I mean, if we're taking a guess here. Oh, let's go $36 million. That's close. It's actually $23 million. So Okay. I'll give you one more. One more. Democrat Representative Dean Phillips, Minnesota. Dean Phillips, Minnesota. So you got 3M money out there. I'm going to go 40 
25 again. I picked oh. I picked the poor ones. You're picking like, yeah. I know. Come on. I had to make it hard. I can't, not, I can't throw out the Chucky Schumer. Everybody knows he's worth 70 million, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and remind, I, I always say, as I said it last week on the show, reminder that these people make less than $175,000 a year, just as a reminder. Well, That's don't right. forget, they yep. got Paul yep. Pelosi's brain to pick. America's yep. stock yep. picker who has yep. beat yes. Warren Buffett yep. consistently yep. since Nancy's been in office. Yep. Must be a coincidence. There's Ron. a Congress tracker out there, actually. You can follow the Congress tracker. They track Congress's trades, and uh, it's like the best you know, returns of every, mm-hmm. it's just, a, just a miraculous that how that happens. He's a, yeah. he's a, it's like G, people like John Fetterman, the best and brightest amongst us folks. It's the smartest of, of people that know all the, uh, you know, all the stock picks to make. I mean, just amazing. Really brilliant. Ron, two for nine you were today. Again, still a better grade than most uh, schools around America for passing. That's good for you. Yes. Um, nice job. I will. Uh, do we have any final thoughts? We got about two minutes, guys. Any final, quick, thirty-second thoughts, Glenn? What, for you? you got to tell him what he won. <laughs> a participation <laughs> ribbon. Yes, 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 yes. You won a participation ribbon that we will get made for you. That's going uh, to my office. That's about all you get. Um, you don't get the home and auto belt, Ron, right now. For uh, that okay. One. Um, <laughs> real quick, Glenn, I, I just want to give you 10 seconds on this one, Glenn. Sure. Your thoughts on the five for five Iranian um, swap plus six billion on that one? I think it's seconds. disgusting as usual. Yeah. I think you know they reward our enemies while they punish yeah. our, our our allies, and of course yeah. to do that on nine eleven to make it even worse yeah. is just insult yeah. to injury of the, of the lost Americans that we had. I don't know. I think that's a pretty good trade, minus yeah. all the billions of cash that we gave them in the middle of the night. Don't forget Obozo trading. Again, quit mode detainees yeah. for a deserter. Yeah. You know, yeah. but hey, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Can, I mean, can we trade Joe Biden? Can we trade Nancy Pelosi? Will they what what is their value? Can we can we trade them? How about a get stale them? ham sandwich yeah. from seven eleven? I yeah. think I you know what I think that may be too much of an ask. Yeah. Uh, yep. It's pathetic. I mean, it really is sad. I mean, you've got when you look at who the Democrat leaders have benefited. You mentioned Obama gave billions of dollars to Iran in the middle of the night and pallets of cash. Oh, oh you know, the, the third term of Obama now, again, same thing. It's just sad. Iran is the, one of the biggest threats in the world. Yep. No question. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just pathetic to watch. They're going to use anyway. it for good things like gender studies. I don't know. I'm I don't sure. know what the big deal is. I'm God. Sure. Well, listen, folks, if you need us throughout the week, we do manage money for a living. Call us at the office, 833-FIN-GUYS. Go to our website, thefinancialguys.com. Don't forget about our social media, financialguysmedia.com. You can find all of our links there, including our podcast and our app. Download our app. You can listen to our podcast, our live morning mic show, uh, program with you, Mike Sparaza, and Mike Hayflick, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Your great interviews, and, of course, Mike and I as well on Wednesdays. You can listen to our radio show live via the app as well. So download the Financial Guys app from the app. Apple iTunes Store or the Google Android Store or whatever phone you're using, you can find our app there. And I'll say one more thing, Glenn. You and I have talked about in the last 10 seconds here. Work with people that think like you, folks. We, we've talked about this a lot recently. Do not do not give anything to some of these companies that, like the the, no. the beer companies of the world that we don't agree with. Stop spending and stop doing business with people that don't care about you, you that can, don't care about the border, that don't care about your kids. Get rid of those people. It is bad, bad, bad. And I, I got to stress vote that. Vote with your money. Vote yep. with your money. Yep, vote All right, money. folks. Thanks again for joining us here on the Financial Guys Media Network. We will see you next Saturday afternoon.